On this episode of Progressive Palaver, the group ranks Yes Epic Songs. Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair, and on this episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friend Paul Zotter, and by extension, our friend Ken Gregory, as we rank Yes Epic Songs. You know, I love it tonight because I'm here, you know, at my house with Luke and and I was telling him I'm getting I'm getting my tea together, going down to podcast and he goes, oh, what are you guys talking about tonight? And I looked right at him and I said, tonight we're ranking yes epics. And he just started belly laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, yeah, there um, recently, fairly recently, depending on when this actually gets published, we had the opportunity to see our good friends, Total Mass Retain, perform at the City Winery in Philadelphia. And prior to that show, we did have them here on the Palaver for discussion. And one of the questions that Joey asked us, since he basically ran that episode. Yes, he did. <laughs> was, you know, what songs would we like them you know, to see them do. And there was a, a pretty lengthy answer that involved, you know, epics and how you fit them into sets and everything else. And it got me thinking then about, you know, yes, epics. And it was like, all right, this would be an excellent um, topic for us to discuss sort of as a bonus episode as we're in the middle of this this Queensryche segment that we're in just to sort of, you know, keep the 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 classic prog listeners um, satisfied and engaged as it were. Mm. And it was really quite amazing. So when you do this, right, the first thing you have to decide is what are the rules of the game? What is, in fact, an epic? And where I wound up with this was basically I just, I, I slid the dial to 15 minutes. Any Yes song that was released in the catalog in studio form that ranked or, or measured 15 minutes or longer made the list. That gives us 11 songs throughout the storied Yes career that meet these criteria. So it got me thinking, and, and we'll talk about those 11 here in a minute, and we'll talk about some songs that are not on the list, because originally I had two categories. I, I had longer than 15 minutes and longer than 10 minutes. Um, and, and so there, there's an interesting um, couple of tracks that show up at that point. But I was trying to think of, you know, who else in the genre does these sorts of things. Obviously, Genesis famously had Supper's Ready. Rush has 2112 and Camera Eye. Pink Floyd has, what, Dogs, Sheep, Pigs, Eclipse, um, not Eclipse, Echoes. And ELP's got Carnival 9. So, I mean, Thick as a Brick is reportedly, you know, a 44-minute single song, as it were. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's it's presented. So, you know, 11. 11 tracks. Yeah. Greater than 15 minutes seems to be quite a lot. So this is something that, that yes, generally excels in and, and seeks to do. Now, um, I wanted to, I wanted to see, you know, what other... What other long songs were there? So you do a quick Google search. Ultimate Classic Rock published Rock's 40 Best Long Songs, some of which are interesting for us and some of which are not. Very nice. Dogs from Pink Floyd comes in at uh, number 39. <clears throat> Carnival 9 from ELP comes in at 38. 
Three Days by Jane's Addiction comes in at 37. Oh, that's a good one. The Camera Eye by Rush. Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull. Xanadu by Rush. Nice. That's over the 15 minutes? No, they, they oh, have their they, timer set at about 10, it looks like. Got it, okay. So okay. You, get, uh, you get more than this. Um, and now this is not progressive, so there's a whole bunch of stuff on here that's that's not prog by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Get Up, I Feel Like Being a Sex Machine by James Brown, which I just wanted to read that title into the record. Wow. I didn't realize that was a long, I mean, I guess it is long, but geez. 10 minutes and 46 seconds. Near and dear to the extended Beauclair household in the name of my oldest brother, Len, Telegraph Road by Dire Straits. 14 minutes and 18 seconds. Starless by King Crimson. Ah. Inagata de Vida by Iron Butterfly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is a good one. At number 21, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, very good. Love that one. We have touched on... The Grateful Dead once in uh, in a special episode. So Dark Star comes in okay. um, at 23 minutes. Heart of the Sunrise by Yes. That's one of the ones that we won't talk about. Echoes by Pink Floyd is number 18. 2112 is number 17 on this list. Close to the Edge is number 14. Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding by Elton John. Wow. Station to Station by David Bowie. Wow. Number five is Supper's Ready, the aforementioned. Number four, you'll probably appreciate this more than I would, In My Time of Dying by Led Zeppelin. Wow. Okay. Number three is Achilles' Last Stand, also by Led Zeppelin. Oh, geez. Wow. Number two is Shine On, You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd. They credit this as 26 minutes, so they're sort of crediting it, you know, the both parts. Oh, both parts, right. Mashed together. We'll never know who was at the top of that list. I'm pretty sure we would have disagreed. Probably. Now, um, also... It was probably Dream Theater. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like I said, we'll, we'll never know who was on that list because that web, uh, page just sucked ass. But I also did find, um, Digital Dream Door had 100 greatest really long rock songs. And so really long. So if we're looking for things that would interest us, uh, at number 98 is Adam Hart Mother by Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. Ooh. At number 89, This Corrosion by the Sisters of Mercy. Ooh, wow. That's nice. Like that. There's In My Time of Dying Again by Led Zeppelin at 80, much less than uh, it was on the other list. Tarkus by ELP at 73. Dogs by Pink Floyd at 69. Carnival 9 by ELP at 56. Uh, shout out to my new wave past. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome by Frankie Goes to Hollywood at 52. Wow. Station to Station at 45. Echoes at 44. Thick as a Brick at 27. Close to the Edge at 26. Wow. Tubular Bells at 21. Hmm. Shine on You Crazy Diamond at 13. And that's pretty much it for stuff that we would want to know about. Was Hocus Pocus on that list? Hocus Pocus, I didn't see it. Huh. Inagata de Vida is number nine. And Rapper's Delight is number one. So, <laughs> Well, there you have it. Yeah, I think that pretty much tells us what we need to know. All right. Well, it sounds like we have the best list of the night coming up. I think that we do. Now, I had made mention of 11... Epics that you and I and Ken are going to rank tonight. Maybe we should talk about what we don't have okay. and then get to, you know, talk about why they were eliminated or I All guess right. it was just the time limit, really. So here's, yeah, here, here's, here's what we don't have on this list. We don't have Heart of the Sunrise. We don't have, and you and I, Machine Messiah, 
dream time, in the presence of, or brother of mine. We don't have those because they were less than 15 minutes, but greater than 10. Right. Fair. I mean, because that would have given us one, two, three, four, five, six. That would have been 17 tracks to rank. That's a lot. 11 and I do, I do think that, you know, not to take anything away from Heart of the Sunrise, because I'm, I'm actually amazed that Starship Trooper and Yours is No Disgrace it is eliminated by the 10 minute cutoff. But, but now that I think of it, it makes sense. Right. But, mm -hmm. but, I, but I definitely like those songs that are over 10 minutes, but less than 15, they feel more like, you know, Starship Trooper and yours is no disgrace genre type yeah. versus the epics, you know, uh, you know, whole complete album sides of, of, of songs. They don't occupy their own special place in the catalog right so that's probably why you know i didn't object when you you know gave me the list there you go there's one other track that officially meets the greater than 15 minute criteria that is not included and that is the, the <laughs> you know where i'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. That is the bullshit track at the end of Open Your Eyes called The Source, which is nothing more than studio masturbation for some reason taking up space on a CD. Oh, my God. And so we're not even going to consider that. <laughs> what we are going to consider in chronological order from their release date are the following tracks. Close to the Edge, The Revealing Science of God, The Remembering, The Ancient, Ritual, Gates of Delirium, Awaken, Endless Dream, That That Is, Mind Drive, and Fly From Here. So that covers the time span from 1972 to 2011. Hmm. It's a pretty good span. It's a pretty good, pretty good offering. The shortest track on this list is Awaken at officially 1538. And the longest track, according to my notes here, is Fly From Here at 2347. So that's what we have in front of us. Now, Paul, at this point, on this call, it's just you and I. Okay. Uh, Ken was with us earlier on before um, he had to leave to take care of some, some other real-world business. And so he gave us his list. So we have that. And we also did manage to get a couple of comments out of him. So we yeah. will be able to hopefully in post-production – uh, edit those back into where they belong. Very excited as long by as, that. As long as we remember and don't as delete it from the, at the very beginning. <laughs> as long as that. Yes. Now, we have agreed that since there are 11 tracks to rank here, that a expeditious yet interesting way to do this would be 4, 4, and 3. Yes. So that's the way we will do it. Now, would you perhaps we could start off by reading Ken's list and then Yeah. And then you go and then I go and we just keep going around and around. That sounds good. Before we before we start, I just want to say what a magical idea and experience this was to to go through. And this is prop this seems so obvious. Like it's it's I almost feel ridiculous for having this kind of awakening if you if you excuse the pun <laughs> but but this was such an interesting exercise first i have to say that saturday i was foolish enough to like open up my phone while i was going to be doing some stuff around the house and start to put a a playlist together on spotify until i realized that keys of ascension are not available on on spotify oh. That's bad. <clears throat> At least not in the United States. And 
And so I was like, well, that's okay. I have that on CD. And then like, you know, as if like the roof fell down upon my head, I was like, wait a second, I have all of this stuff on vinyl, CD, whatever, right? So, so then I, I abandoned my cell phone and I pawed through my vinyl, pulled the vinyl records out. What I didn't have on vinyl, I got the CDs out, you know, and, and I just had a blast listening the old fashioned way. That's awesome. Uh, on, on real media. And, um, and, you know, I've forgotten, like I have, I have like some original pressings of Close to the Edge or original years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like the lyrics, you know, written on there. It was just very cool to, to, to experience some of that and see the, see the different, um, pieces. But what was really the most amazing thing to me is, is that these songs in particular, I, I, I when I first started, I was almost writing my list before I even started listening. Because I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. Right? <laughs> and then and then there were a couple of, you know, okay, well, these two might be competing for this slot. And I'm not sure, you know, my first three are a shoe-in, but I'm not really sure, you know, which one's going to take the number one spot, etc. And as I started listening through, in no particular order, I it, it struck me what a different perspective it is to consider just each one of these songs in the context of these other epic songs. That's right? interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause like we, we did it. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what I said about some of these songs when we were going through the, because my perspective there was that song in that album, in the whole library of yes, as it, as it went, I knew it was before I knew it was after and all that. But here, like, you know, I'm going from, you know, early to <laughs> late to in between. And it was it was really strange to start comparing these. And I have to admit that even all the way up to my lengthy ride home this afternoon, I was still jiggling songs around on on this list. And if we did this tomorrow, I might still be working on it. It's o- it's only been finalized because I'm. I have the deadline. It's so it's funny you say that, Paul, be, because I had a, a fairly similar experience in that, you know, when I when I put together the list of the, the 11, I was like, all right, I know the top two and the bottom two. <laughs> Not a problem. Good. Great. And, and I was curious to see where things would would sort of hash out uh, in the middle. And, and I think we've had two weeks to work on this. So what I did just for grins and giggles is I sort of scratched out what I thought would be my list, first of all. And then I, I went through the listening exercise and sort of changed things up a little bit. And even when I was right, I was rewriting it in, in ascending order for this, this recording, I, as I literally, as I was writing things down, a couple of them flipped positions on me. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, it's it, it you know, and, and this is, and we always say this, right? But it, for the most part, for me, this is, you know, one of those embarrassment of riches situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, again, I think it's remarkable that a band over even the course of a very long career has 11 songs greater than 15 minutes. That's just utterly re- remarkable. And, you know, with the exception of uh, really for me, it's only my bottom track that I really just have no time for, mm. um, you know, it, it, it's not a slight on, any of these tracks really to be where they are. And I guess I'll, I'll tip my hand a little bit, right? Because one of the, one of the sort of confounding things that I was personally dealing with is the fact that the four tracks that comprise tales from topographic oceans, they're all very similar in a lot of ways. Hmm. I mean, they are, and they aren't, but I mean, they sound alike. Right, you get a very similar experience listening to all four of them, yeah. and you know, but you know, that's where we are. It's a much better experience for me on vinyl. Yeah, um, 
the the that that record <clears throat> and i thought you know even that like you know it's a record of four epics but you know you could make an argument that it's like you know thick as a brick <laughs> you know it's really just supposed to be one you know but but yes all right fascinating yeah cool any other yeah, sort so, of preamble so stuff? great I, great idea up front joe thank you it was this has been tremendous well yeah, thank uh, thanks to our friends Total Master Tain for seeding the idea. Okay, so Ken Gregory, mm, mind boggling, as mind always. mind boggling. So, and, and we'll keep we'll keep score and we'll tally the scores. And as Ken described it, uh, golf score rules. Low score will win. We will we will have a definitive progressive palaver list when we are done. But Ken's going to, dare I say, mess with the math from the very beginning. Number 11, at the bottom, Gates of Delirium. Unbelievable. And, and when we had him on, and we'll, we'll, this is one of the clips we'll have to put in, Paul, you rightly called him out and said, is this based on guitar tone alone? You've got my numbers now. I've got your wow, numbers. Ken, They're in Ken, the spreadsheet. Yeah, your, number, your number 11 is blowing my mind. <laughs> I, is that just guitar tone alone? It is. I don't know what caused Gates of Delirium to become a song, but it's just, I I, I, I said this in a Facebook post. It, it, it's like a happy accident or an anomaly or something, but all that stuff. W would have been amusing in the middle with the battle and everything like that, but it is not an epic. It it it, it is just some colossal collection of exercises. Wow! Just just I I, I I if 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 I could if I could wipe the battle off the face of the earth at the risk of losing soon, I would make the hard choice. Wow. And, I, and I would just rewind back to whatever year that is, and, and, and we'd be missing an incredible song with soon, but then I, I wouldn't have to listen to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give anything away right now, but I'm just going to say that we profoundly disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll have to listen to the episode. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> And, and I think the answer pretty much was yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Which is is shocking, right? Because if you if you go onto the wikis and you read about Relayer, they talk about this being the first album where Steve used a telly. They actually have a picture. I don't right. know if it's Steve's telly or a representative telly, but you know, having developed the love affair with Telecasters that I have over the last several years. It, it just pains me to think that those god-awful noises did come out of a Telecaster. Yeah. But there you go. Well, he had to get it over all of that distorted bass and all of the crazy keys and, and you know, so he just kept, you know, tweaking it, I guess. I, don't I, know. I guess. <clears throat> At number 10, Ken has The Ancient, which is track three from Tales. And at number nine, he has The Remembering, which is track two. So I think that if I can, you know, paint with a very broad brush, my impression in this is my the way I normally deal with tales as well. Everyone focuses on tracks one and four, uh, Revealing Science of God and Ritual. And everyone kind of like ignores tracks two and three. Yeah, uh, generally speaking, and and I think like you and I differ on revealing science of God and ritual, but right. you know, I, I appreciate where we're going there. Yeah, so it, it's not at all surprising to me to see that Ken has these two grouped together. Yeah, and and then number eight, he has Mind Drive, which is the epic from Keys to Ascension two. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So there you go. Yeah, and so you know when I first did this, I can I can tell you that three of the four 
tracks from Tales from Topographic Ocean populated the very bottom of <laughs> of my list. But then as I as I began listening and particularly listening to to Tales on vinyl, but then also experiencing some of these others you know in this context they they changed um you, you know middle to bottom but still drastically from from where they from where they were so um i'll i'll go with my 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 bottom four so i, I like i said i don't remember what i said when we did this particular album um about this song and um and i don't necessarily uh you know as a song in the in the song in the in the context of the world or the album that it lives on i think there's a lot of great things about it but um i cannot handle this uh ep this even being mentioned as an epic um it is the arena version of yes doing their version of neo prog and that is endless dream in mm. the number 11 spot i just don't like that as an epic interesting okay yeah in the number 10 slot this may be my m most controversial pick Ooh. um i don't think this is an epic um i think this is more reminiscent of something off of marillion's you know fear album like the leavers um or even say the fountain of lamneth which uh -huh. I do not consider an epic. It's it's a bunch a, a bunch of songs grouped together under a theme. Um, I would say it's no more of an epic than side one of the Grand Illusion uh, would be thought of as an epic. Um, I think it is the um, the Buggles version of Yes doing their version of Neo Prague, and <laughs> it's Fly from Here at number ten. All right. Uh, number number nine for me is Mind Drive. Um, I was shocked that this ended up so low, but um, of all these, I just think it has the uh, least interesting wanking, I guess. <laughs> um, and it's the, the 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 last one on this list that I would probably go and say, ah, I want to go listen to this. Um, and then one more. Uh, so uh, the remembering is my number eight. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. So, yeah, y you and I have some some differences in the in the middle part of this <laughs> uh, of this uh, list, which you know that's why we do this sorts of thing so we can figure it all out. Now, what what I'm really interested in is based on your bottom four and Ken's bottom four. Like, I'm now feeling that there's something that I'm not getting. Because my number 11 is That That Is, which to huh. me is a complete and utter snooze fest. Wow. <laughs> it just does nothing for me at all. I, I couldn't care if I never, ever heard that song again. My life wouldn't change one iota. <laughs> Wow. And and you guys don't even have it in the bottom four. So I'm like, what <laughs> what am I missing here? Now, those keys to ascension records are a little interesting, right? Because oh, yeah. you know, they have you've got the studio stuff sort of sprinkled around and you know, but whatever else. So anyway, that's where I am. Okay. Number 10 for me is the ancient, which I think is personally the weakest of the tales tracks but the ancient actually has and and this is why i was talking a little bit about um you know an embarrassment of riches the ancient has really aged very well for me if you had asked me to make this list 10 years ago i would have put the ancient at like 25 just out of principle Right. Um, I used to think terrible things about it, but and I already I already mentioned you know much of tales just you know sounds the same, but the leaves of green section and and Steve's acoustic work in in that section is yeah. just delightful. Yeah, and and, and you know so I I want to call out the good things about it, 
even though, quote unquote, you know, I have it at, at number 10. Very similarly, at uh, number nine is the remembering. Because, you know, I used to, again, I used to think that the my ranking for Tales is Revealing Science of God, Ritual, The Remembering, and The Ancient. And I used to think that The Ancient was well below, but it's moved up for me. And The Remembering yeah. is... I really, I really like it. Um, it's not quite as good as the other two, so you know, it's just like I said. You know, there's there's four tracks yeah. on an album that all sound very similar, right? And so, to give you your small coronary from me for the evening, I'm going to round out number eight with the rest of. Of my bottom three in Tales from Topic Graphic Oceans and put Ritual down here. Wow. That's disappointing. I, I, I put Ritual down here. Like, you know, there's a lot to really recommend Ritual. Um, I, I know it's always been your favorite on this record. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really do like, and it's very subtle, but at some point, sort of late in that track, they come back in with a very understated refrain of the melody from Revealing Science of God, which I think is really tasty. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of the sort of sing-songy parts of that that just mm, just don't work for me personally. You know, and 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 unlike you, um, where you have you know some problems with the neo prog portions of of yes, you know those just kind of push the right buttons for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. And and while you were maybe surprised to find, you know, Mind Drive as low as it was for you, I was honestly surprised at how high, relatively speaking, Endless Dream wound up for me. Wow. That okay. was that was not expected at all. So Yeah. Yeah, and, and what's funny is like I don't have any I mean, I'd love Fly From Here. I think it's magnificent. In fact, I, uh, I, you know, when I listened to this, I enjoyed it on my original uh, Benoit David version. Thank you very much, Joe Beauclair. You are very and, welcome. Everyone should and, have one. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, even w sat down and listened to it with the, um, with the lyrics and all. It was, it was wonderful. But it's, to me, it's, you know, so it's, it's just to me when I think about epics and when I, when I think about it in these contexts with some of these brilliant um, and not so brilliant uh, parts. Uh, I just didn't think it fit. So, so the fun part about this already, right? Like when I looked at at Ken's list and my list, there were a lot of similarities, um, but there are differences enough. And I think with with you kind of shaking out sort of the way you are earlier, I think that the top is pretty much going to be the top. But yeah. the, the order in the middle is going to be fascinating. It really is. It really is. Okay. Shall we go back to Ken then? Mm -hmm. All right. So we're doing seven, six, five, and four. Ken at number seven has the aforementioned Endless Dream mm -hmm. by the, what you call them? The arena rock version of Yes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of, and I guess we can talk about it when, when I get in there, because I'm not really sure what Ken's thinking is in putting Endless Dream there. At number six, he has Ritual. And that, that is, is number five. Aha, uh -huh, okay. And Fly From Here is number four. I can't tell you how disturbing it's been listening to, like, uh, Mind Drive and Endless Dream uh that one once i heard that that is i was like oh this is normal production normal music it, it's got it's got some fluidity to it so I, w I was fine with five okay yeah so again i'm curious to see where that that is comes in for you and yeah. i believe ken actually made reference to the production on that that is which yes again we'll we'll edit that in which yeah. is is funny um and you'll see why in a few moments okay all right so um so i started at number seven so i continued on the um tales from topographic ocean selections 
Uh, number seven for me is the ancient. Okay. And then number six is the revealing science of God. Okay. Number five for me. Now, when I put this track on, I, I don't even remember. I, the last time I listened to it was when we probably did it, when we covered this. I was absolutely, well, let me just say this first about Tales of the Topographic, or Tales from Topographic Oceans. When I listen to this, I always expect to really hate this when I put it on, right? Like, okay. almost like, almost like the anticipation when I put Tormato on, right? <laughs> and, but then I listen to it and I'm like, I think, oh, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is, it's, it's really great. It's like, it's a little too much just for my, for my taste. I think there's a, m most section, most of those songs have a little bit too much wanking, um, or something. Um, but I really enjoyed this. But what, what really hit me with my number five selection was as I was listening to it, I just kept smiling. I was like, oh, I remember this part. Oh, I love this part. Oh, this is so great. And that, of course, is that that is number okay. five. All right. As a complete aside, by the way, yeah. very excited for friend of the palaver Kevin Mulrine to be soon, soon to be a published author on the uh, Termato story. Uh, I need, need to uh, pre-order that book because that's something that I think I just need to read out of principle. Yes. Well, once you order that pre-order that book, you will begin to receive weekly emails about uh, what he's doing. With oh, that. oh, you've you've pre-ordered already. I've pre-ordered the book. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, so you you when you were listening to that that is, you were having this wonderful experience. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I listened and to that that is, and I'm falling asleep trying not to. It, you know, it's really something else, isn't it? it <laughs> <laughs> but. But I, I agree. Like I have fond memories of that record too. I remember when Keys came out, and um, I I don't know if I got it on disc or if I just burned a, a cassette. But I remember I think I got the disc, and I didn't even bother with the live material. I just you know, yeah made a tape of the of the originals and uh, be the one is uh, I still really like that song, and that that is is delightful to me. And I you know as Ken mentioned. You know, the production is just, it's just very straightforward, right? There's not a lot of, like, excess in the production value of that. And it's kind of refreshing. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I just, for whatever reason, it, uh, I, yeah. I guess I prefer MindDrive. I don't know. Yeah. And then am I doing number four, too? Is that? Uh, yes. Yes, you so need my to do number four. Yeah, so my number four, um, as you mentioned, my favorite from Tales from Topographic Ocean has always been Ritual. And so that is in the number four spot. All right. Probably because of all the sing-songy melodies that you mentioned, Joe. <laughs> all right. So if we switch back to me then in the number seven position. Do I have that right? Yep. I have the aforementioned arena rock version of yes with endless dream now again i'm as surprised as anyone that this song ended up as high on my list as it did in fact i made a joke at endless dreams expense to you in our text yes just a few days ago <laughs> <laughs> and yet when i put it on you know there's and I often have this experience with with talk as an album. I always, when I'm away from it and, and it's not playing, I'm like, oh, boy, what, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> and I put it in and I, I can't explain other than I've got some sort of cosmic man crush on Trevor Rabin. I just... I love the guy. <laughs> I love what he does, you know, and, and there's just, there's something magical. Now, I, I say that knowing full well, you know, and, and we all know the section, right? There's at least one section in this song where Trevor just kind of loses his mind and says, look what I can do. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I, I don't need to see that. <laughs> And and that's not good, you know. That's that's not a that's not a great look. But 
you know, there's still that that magic, right? It, I I absolutely love you know Studio Trevor's tones and the way he plays. I yeah. love the way he, Chris Squire. Like I, I don't I don't know what the magic is with Trevor and and Chris Squire. Yeah. Um. But you know when they play together and when they sing together and you know the 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 three voices of of john chris and trevor together it it truly is delightful and as i was listening to it you know and and this is it, it's unfair right because i think a lot of what for me a lot of what sort of holds tales from topographic oceans back is the fact that it was you know recorded and released in in 1973 and it sounds like it yeah whereas yeah. you know Endless dream and talk may be too bright because Trevor was on that cutting edge of of digital recording at that point. But it, you know, again, I, I, as much shared musical history as, as we all have here on the Palaver, I've always, I came in from a different, you know, lane than you guys did. And, And I think that reflects in, in choices like this. Right, right. Interesting. Interesting. So then at number six, I have Mind Drive. And, you know, for me, it's it's funny. I think this is, you know, the sort of modern version of the classic lineup. I think that the production here is absolutely delightful because, again, you've got the, the classic lineup, but you can actually hear them better. Um, there is a certain drama-esque... Um, yeah. Yeah. feel between um, Chris, Allen, and Steve that is, you know, energizing to me. I like it. Um, and, and I think this is probably as good an example for me that you're going to find, again, of Chris and John with, with Steve vocally sprinkled in as well. When I listen to Mind Drive, all I can think of is this is what the second ABWH album should have been as yeah. opposed to what it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's interesting. And then um, at number five, I have Fly From Here. And, you know, if Endless Dream is higher than I thought it would be, Fly From Here is lower than I thought it would be. And, and this is, I'm not going to say that you got in my head about this paul but maybe you did <laughs> see i thought i thought about twice about sending that text <laughs> well because you know again my experience discovering the the album fly from here and i've mm. described it before but i i literally i listened i'd owned it for some period of time before i quote unquote discovered it and when i i finally latched onto it it literally just sat in the CD player of my car for two months straight. Wow. I listened to nothing else. Mm. And um, I just, you know, again, I happen to really enjoy the Buggles version of Yes. I, you know, and, and I love Benoit singing here. I would yeah. much prefer, as, as, as in high regard as I hold Trevor Horn, and I am deeply, deeply jealous that you guys are going to see the Buggles opening for Seal in, in April, and I'm not going to be able to be there. And and all the stuff that Trevor has done, you know, sort of professionally throughout his life, you know, I prefer Benoit's version of Fly From Here Yeah, every day of the week, twice on Sunday, and, you know, I'm sorry, Trevor. That's just the way it is. It's unfortunate that I've only got... It, maybe it's not unfortunate. And, and I don't know if you have the same situation or not. On the original version, I only have on CD. And the return trip, actually, I have both, but I have it on vinyl. So I can listen to one on vinyl and the other on, okay. on not. But I, I just think, you know, this this really captured my imagination in terms of it. And I think your criticisms against the, you know, the suite is, are, are valid. Absolutely. But... I just don't care. And I think it's great. Um, yeah. and, and uh, incident, incidentally, it's just as a sidebar. I don't know if you read the, the article that Rolling Stone published with, uh, Benoit. 
Uh, did you did you catch that? I, I uh, did not. Floating around, and then of course, louder sound did their you know AI aggregate of you know the quotes than they. But um, the it was a fascinating article. Uh, apparently, Rolling Stone, in a, a stroke of brilliance, is going around and interviewing vocalists that replaced famous vocalists, and and it's a great article where Benoit really talks about you know his whole feelings about everything. And um, and his comments about Fly From Here were interesting to me in that he said that when they did it, it was very much Trevor putting Benoit and trying to get Benoit to sing it like Trevor Horn. Yeah. And he said that um, he, he was never comfortable, uh, you know, in that in the process. He loved it, but it, he always felt like he was trying to be Trevor Horn and he wasn't shocked at all. Uh, you, you could take you could take his uh, uh, his comments as either matter of fact or a bit smarmy, but you know he basically said that you know that's you know that's it's all about that man and the music business and it really you know he it, you know he wrote it and it was you know his ideas it shouldn't surprise anyone that he wanted to do that so it was hard to tell if he was bitter or not he doesn't seem like a bitter man he seems in a very happy place but just being straightforward and honest. Um, but I, I have, I love fly from here. Like I said before. Um, and, uh, yeah. So sorry. it's, it's interesting. If you look at the, the wikis on that album, it kind of goes into a couple of different things. And I want to say, I, I, I imagine as is often the case when a band, especially yes, starts on a project, there's a lot of discussion around who should be producing, whether there should be an external producer or whatnot. And I want to say two interesting things that, that struck me from the way that story is told is that Benoit was uncomfortable self-producing the record. Hmm. And so, you know, I guess be careful what you wish for sort right. of situation. Yeah. And, and the fact that they credit Alan White with planting the seed for Trevor to re-record the vocals in 2016. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I did find that to be yeah. interesting. So actually, I, yeah, and I will say this: I think Benoit, in his article, his interview, was more upset about the fact that he was more upset about the fact that all the material that um, Oliver Wankman wrote, yeah, didn't didn't get put on an album, but you know, all of Trevor's stuff did, um, even though they were you know halfway through. But you know, obviously, that all got taken care of uh, in the in the, in, in the Anyway, so yeah, well, and, and and they also talk about that on on the wikis as well because the, you know the band I guess had been working on one set of music and all right. all of a sudden they have to make room for twenty extra minutes of Trevor Horn stuff, right? Right, and that's how the stuff that got cut cut cut. Yes, well, but, I'm glad that we have uh, fly from here and from a page. No. I know, absolutely, it's really wonderful, and and it is you know it's interesting the way that you. You talk about Benoit's feelings on the the Fly From Here suite. I mean, I remember we were discussing, you know, amongst ourselves way back when, you know, it it really does sound like Trevor Horn. Yeah. Singing. Yeah, it does. And and I think the rest of the tracks on that album to a certain degree, and certainly the thing the the tracks on From a Page, Benoit seems to be more comfortable in his own Benoit skin. Mm -hmm. at that point and yeah. he does sound less like trevor horn yeah yeah okay and then at number four i have the revealing the revealing science of god when we were growing up into progressive music and learning to to love and appreciate these long form songs and of course when you get something like tales from topographic oceans that is four epic tracks uh, you know, it's like, all right, this is I'm I'm man enough now. I can do this, right? And um, and, and I think as I as I mentioned, I think people who get into that and start to get into it either fall into the ritual or the revealing science of God camps, and I I just happen to fall into the former. I love, and most of it has to do with um. Rick's performance on that, I think he's got some absolutely delightful tones, whether they be synthesizers or piano throughout yeah. that. And I, I just find it absolutely beautiful. And it, to me, it just, it resonates a little bit more true. Um, so there nice. you go. Nice. 
I, I mean, the, the top of this list is starting to come into focus a little bit, as you can kind of tell. Well, you and I share the same three uh, top. Yep. Ken is close, but he, of course, you know. <laughs> he took one of those and put it way at the bottom. Oh my gosh. Which is, is going to have a significant Im impact on, yes, on that will. particular track. Yes, it will. All right, so if we look, um, if, we, if we go back to Ken and get his top three, at number three, Ken has The Revealing Science of God. So again, tracking fairly closely to me. At number two, he has Close to the Edge. And perhaps unsurprisingly, he has Awaken mm -hmm. at number one. Mm -hmm. I've always loved The Revealing Science of God. Me too. Uh, and, 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 and the middle of tales is just painful so that explains all that um and yeah and th there are some versions of awaken that are that are some things about the original awaken like the guitar that's painful to me but 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 i will submit that i've, I've seen it live enough and i've i've had enough recorded versions where i know what it does to a room and to a crowd yeah. and, and it's wonderful paul i'm going to go out on a limb and i'm going to say we're going to have a unanimous number one and number two. Wow. Well, I hate to burst your bubble. Mm. <laughs> really? All right. So this is this was the, this is what I was grappling with on the ride home today. Man, um, this sounds like a, a very deep existential crisis my friend it's just crazy because i you know i i you know i had a long enough drive where i could listen to all three of these and contemplate them fully and you know like i said it it's all about the experience of 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 like listening to all of these epics and having them the epics in perspective because in my mind you know i approach this with how can how can my favorite song by this band not be number one right right you put any list together and you say okay put your the song at the top of whatever the list is is going to be and it's going to be my favorite yes song and and yet every time i went to put it there i was like you know what like can it can it possibly be my favorite song but not the number one ep epic i, I and, think that's and, a that's a valid point and and so Literally just today, not only is it not the number one, but Awaken comes in for me at number three. Number three? That is <laughs> shocking. Utterly shocking. I am I am shook. Yeah, I mean, it's still my favorite Yes song. And it's still my, probably my favorite song, like any song. Like, you know, take the 300 vinyl records off the wall. <laughs> It's my favorite song of all of them, but okay. it's you know in a list of the of ranking epics by Yes, for me, it's it's number three simply because of the the power of number one and number two, and and uh, you know like you could probably interchange these right any anyway. So so for me, number two is Gates of Delirium. And number one is Close to the Edge, which for me is the original epic. Fascinating. Utterly fascinating. <laughs> well, Paul, you know, it, 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 this, is, this is actually really, really great. And, and, and it works out in a very palaver way, actually. <laughs> So for me, I have Gates at number three. There's so much to appreciate about Gates, right? And we joke about it every time we mention Gates, uh, you know, and aside, right? Because we've got sort of the, the, the TMR inspiration for mm -hmm. this episode and Gates was one of the things they did. And... I mean, as spectacular as Gates is, I, there was something special about them bringing Kyle out for that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. you know, it just, I, could they have done it without Kyle? Absolutely. But the fact that they included Kyle, and I, I just thought that was spectacular. Yeah, I, it I, was. I think it went off really, really well. Um, but John's story about writing this and presenting it to the band is an all-time, pun intended, epic story. 
in, in terms of, of writing a song. And, and I still don't know if I believe it, but I love the story. Ken's beefs aside, I personally find the dynamics of the song to be very compelling. I I buy into what they're selling me with all of that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm okay with some of the, the very harsh tones. And it's it's very funny, you know, Ken said it himself and we'll have it in here somewhere. You know, he's willing to risk the world not having soon <laughs> in order to, to get rid of some of the rest of it. And for me, soon is, you know, 80% of the reason why this track ranks as high as it does. Wow. It is yeah. such a just delightful resolution to a mm-hmm. near cacophonous song that I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, there were a couple times where I would listen to this and I, and, and I, I just think it's put together so masterfully. There were times I was like, I, I think this is better than close to the edge. And, and then I'd put close to the edge and I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's not. no, no, <laughs> but it is, it is, it is a masterful uh, piece um, for sure. And so at number two, I have close to the edge mm-hmm. and you are absolutely 100% correct in that close to the edge is the original in some regards. It is probably quantifiably better, whatever that entails, than any other Yes song. It And in fact, I want to say, I haven't gone back and listened to it, but I want to say when we talked about Close to the Edge, the album, or at some point in the Yes catalog, I'm sure that I have described Close to the Edge as the perfect song. Mm. Um, it it never ceases to amaze and move me in in ways that um, are shocking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why is it number two on my list? It's number two on my list because according to the lore that we've heard, they didn't actually write it this way. <laughs> this was constructed in the studio as the you know as the tales would would tell us and they had to sort of figure out how to play it after the fact Hmm. and so i deducted a couple points and so i put awaken in the top spot all right fair enough that is a that is a smashing top three that is a smashing top three so now i'm trying to sort through all this and make sure that we have the definitive progressive palaver yes epics list and this is interesting if you'll give me just a moment as i copy this to certainly my notebook so now we have the definitive progressive palaver list of yes epics okay would you like to come from the bottom or from the top so let's go low low rank to high rank. So number right. eleven to one. So uh, number number eleven is the ancient with twenty seven points. Number ten is the remembering with twenty six. Number nine is endless dream with twenty five. Okay. Number eight is mind drive with twenty three. Number seven is that that is with twenty one. And number six is uh, fly from here with. 19. Number five is Ritual at 18. Mm. Number four is Gates of Delirium at 16. Ooh, Kenny G. Yeah, Kenny Kenny really drug that one down, which gives us a surprise number three. Yeah. With uh, the Revealing Science of God. Nice. Which is... I think if you had had it any lower, we wouldn't, or any, yeah, any lower probably wouldn't have gotten there. But that is, right. that's the shocker for me. Wow. And and in typical Palaver fashion, we have at the top a tie. Oh. Nothing nice. is decided. Close to the edge and awaken each score five points on the, on the back of your shocking number three for awaken, <laughs> Paul. 
There it is. There, there it is. Well, I may have overthought it, but um, and now we we need to go into um, what do we need to have penalty kicks now? Uh, for uh, maybe we have to consult with Tom to break the tie. <laughs> maybe we do. But didn't as he say, didn't he say to dial him in at the end of the of the of the thing? <laughs> he did say in. that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can get him. Uh, let's see if we can get him in here. You know, and it's splitting hairs, right? Close to the edge of Wigan. Yeah. Both spectacular. I don't think it's any surprise they're at the top of the list. I don't think it's any surprise that the remembering and the ancient are at the bottom of the list. Right, right. Uh, You know, and and again, I think it's interesting when you sit down, and again, I already said this, if you listen to a double album of four tracks, there's going to be a certain amount of fatigue, and, yeah, and and I yeah. think ritual and and the revealing science of God are just, you know, they're fundamentally better crafted songs. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I think a lot of the the arena rock and Buggles version of Yes, and late model a classic version of Yes, you know, kind of getting mixed around in the middle is not at all surprising to me. Right. Yep. Makes sense. So I, I really, you know, I, this is, I always love doing these things. Um, cause you know, we get a couple surprises, but at the same time, it also, it also sort of passes the smell test. Yeah. It's a, a great way of, uh, of putting it. Yeah. It's, um, and these are fun just because, you know, you, you, you know, we've been listening to these songs for so long and it's, you know, it's, it's, fun to get a chance to listen to all of them in a different light which is cool it, it is and and it was it was good for me to have sort of an excuse to go back into the yes catalog because one of one of the the sort of drawbacks of the palaver format is we literally get in months-long tunnels of a particular yeah. band and once you're out of that tunnel it's back there and you don't get yeah. back into it because you're on to yep. the next tunnel. Yes, it's very true. Very true. And what's funny is, is uh, you know, I picked up Simon Bar- Barrow's uh, book around listening to Yes music. Yep. And I've always meant to, uh, to you know, read the book and listen to all of the tracks. And, and I think uh, this is going to maybe give me the push that I need. There you go. Mucho. All right. So what's up, guys? Late edition. Is that Tom? a Tascam? Is that a Tascam uh, four track <laughs> on your shirt? Oh no, no, Tascam four track. No, it's. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. What is that? I don't know. It's from a uh, place. That's a place I normally go called Wilcox Sound. It's a, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, I do know what all these buttons do. Oh, okay. I think I feel like that is a Tascam model. Anyway, sorry for the distraction. It, it, it might be a Tascam, but it's not. It's definitely not a four track. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so Tom, thanks, thanks for dialing in here at the end. We have just spent the last ninety minutes or so ranking yes epic songs, and we have we have a tie, and we're hoping that awaken. I have been listening to all these songs all week um, just in case I was able to to do it Um, and but and Awaken still kicks my ass that's fantastic there you go so Awaken is uh, is number one with a star gets the penalty (laughs) kicks So who who wasn't awakened, <laughs> or who wasn't awakened? Um, why don't you ask Paul what number he gave awakened? Paul, what number did you give awakened? So I, you know, <laughs> so let me preempt this, Tom, by saying that awakened is my favorite yes song. And in fact, I was just got done telling Joe that you could take all the records and CDs that I have and put them on the floor and ask me to pick my favorite one song, and it would it would be awakened. Yet. When I listen to all of these epics in the in the context and in the perspective of listening to the epics, mm-hmm. I had to give the nod to um, two others, um, Gates of Delirium and Close to the Edge, and I ranked Awaken as number three, even though it's my favorite Yes song. And that is why we had a tie. That That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. He, he made he made a, a fine argument. No complaints there. I'm yeah, sure. I'm secretly, I'm secretly happy that you voted for Awaken. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, there we awesome. go. Tom, thanks for uh, thanks for stepping into the eleventh hour and giving us our our tiebreaker via penalty kicks. This was awesome. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I think we'll we'll close this up now. Next up on our little yes nostalgia trip is we are going to go back and revisit one of one of my favorite formats, and that was the episode in the Genesis segment where we just you know considered and decided upon the definitive version of Supper's Ready. We are now going to do that same thing next week with trying to f figure out what the definitive version of Awaken is. So mm -hmm. we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll stay here in Yes Land for a little bit more, and then we've got some other things to do. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been spectacular. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Progressive Palaver. As always, we've enjoyed sharing the conversation with you, and we look forward to your thoughts, comments, feedback, and questions. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are at ProgPala on all of those, or search for Progressive Palaver. You're welcome to email us. Our email address is progpala, that's P-R-O-G-P-A-L-A, at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or presumably wherever you find your podcasts. And we are as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening.